0: Welcome to the InVibe Live Conversations podcast with Amy Parker and Cheryl Dunn. By tuning in, you are joining a community that will inspire you to increase balance, wellness, and joy in your life. We will offer expert information and insightful conversations to help us all on our journey to live more InVibe. For more information and articles, remember to also check out our website at invibelife.com. That's E-N-V-I-B-E-L-I-F-E dot com. We're grateful that you are here.
1: Hello, welcome to InVibe Life Conversations with Amy Parker and Cheryl Dunn. We are joined today by Becca Ribbing. Becca, we are so excited for you to be here. We've been trying to get you on the podcast for a while. We're thrilled you were able to join us. Let us hear about Becca Ribbing. Tell our audience about you.
2: Well, thank you so much for having me. I've been really looking forward to this conversation. I am a coach and I'm also a writer. And my most recent book is The Clarity Journal. And The Clarity Journal really is my wanting to help people go through that cycle of what do I do next as quickly as possible? And, you know, we've all had that time, right? We've all been stuck in that kind of like trying to make a decision or kind of trying to figure out what we're going to do. And so often when we're in that like frame of mind, just being asked questions outside of yourself really helps you get unstuck and moving forward Mm -hmm. again.
1: I like that term unstuck. And so I have to admit to you, Cheryl knows this. Um, When I meditate, I often like to then in my meditation by journaling and I'll just write very free stream of conscious, but then I'll end in a prayer sort of wherever my thoughts have taken me. I can't tell you how often my prayer is, dear God, give me clarity. So something about this really struck it. a chord mm-hmm. to me like mm-hmm. this is the conversation I need mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess. Well and I think that
2: we have that all the time and I think that we often have a very specific way we're even saying it in our heads. Like the way that you said it really resonated with me. I I think that oftentimes when I am stuck, I will say over and over he- again, I don't know. I don't know. And I usually everyone has their own little mantra that they're saying over and over again when they don't know what they want to do next. And I really feel like the Clarity Journal is a really good way of getting out of that, out of that space and into a space of being more expansive and creative. Because I think that that's what really we are desperate for when we're in that space is, please, I just want the answer, and the answer ultimately has to come from within us and a lot of times when it doesn't that's where we actually get stuck is we know what everyone else thinks we should do and we haven't been able to really settle on one path forward within us we've talked about that before
1: too making decisions where everyone else thinks you're crazy
0: yeah this is a uh, very good information cuz i feel like coming out of covid i mean that seems to be a lot of topic too <laughs> is People made a lot of changes in their life during that. I felt like people reassessed where they were, what they wanted to do, but clarity didn't necessarily come with the fact that you want to make changes,
2: right? Right. Sometimes I've had, it's been a really interesting mix. I feel like one of the things that's been most fascinating about COVID to me is just how different Every single person's experience has been with it. Like, whereas like nine 11 or whatnot, like everyone kind of experienced it the same way with COVID. Everyone had different realizations about themselves because at a very real level, it was about being home by yourself or with your family and really having to go inward. There was definitely a lot of that, but I do agree that it was different
0: for everybody because there was different modes people had to go in, you know, whether right. it was survival mode or buckle down mode, or, you know, there were different things that had to immediately happen and change, right? right. We're 9-11. We all experienced it, but it didn't necessarily affect everybody's daily life, right? right. You know, yeah. it's so, so interesting where COVID did immediately affect everybody's day, daily life. You know, mm-hmm. I felt like it was pretty rapid mm-hmm. as far as, you it was know,
2: basically overnight, I mean, overnight
0: today we're doing this and tomorrow we're doing that kind of thing. It right. was a big, um, change, but it did give us all the opportunity to sit down, go inward. Um, but I feel like sometimes maybe now that things are getting ramped up and more out there and the schedule's starting to fill up that's where the uncertainty comes in. It's like, maybe when we sat down and we were with ourselves internal, there was a little more clarity. Cause I do think you have to go in for that. But now that you're like, you know, running the hamster wheel again and doing this and doing that, it's, it's a time that you're like, Oh, where did that clarity go?
2: Well, and I think that also, and we're just in a fairly expansive job market. And so for a lot of people, it's like, okay, this is the time to figure out what I'm going to do because it's going to be the easiest time to switch. And so I think that that's been a really interesting flip, like almost overnight again, like we went from having kind of a scary job market to, Oh, it's actually super easy to get a job right now. And and I think that, you know, before COVID BC, (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. That's, that's cute. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's interesting. Um, uh-huh. I often would tell people don't try to make really serious life decisions in the middle of trauma. Uh, don't try to figure out what your life plan is while you're on if you've just gotten fired. Because when you try to do that, you're just inherently in a negative space. And it's really hard to figure that out. And then you start beating yourself up about not being able to figure it out. And it's the self-fulfilling cycle of it gets even worse. And so we're in this like funny space of, it's pretty good for some people. It's awful for other people. We're in very ups and downs, but it's not stable. Like everything in our lives right now feels like it could be chaotic in any given moment. I think for women, especially women who have kids, it probably feels that way even more. Mm -hmm. And so it's hard to find clarity when the world just feels like it keeps changing on you and it's hard to really know which way to go. And I think that that's where you really need to like go within if you can Like, I don't ever want to put pressure on people to feel like they need to figure something out when the stars are not aligning right now. Like, if, you know, if you are still, I have a friend whose little kids just got vaccinated and one of her kids has like a very severe um, pre-existing condition. So they have been in lockdown without seeing anyone basically this whole time. You know, I wouldn't tell her this is a good time to start figuring out what she was going to do with her life.
0: I want to repeat what you said, because I think it's just awesome advice when you have just had a trauma in your life. It's not a good time to make a decision or a big life-changing decisions. And I don't think that we get that. I think we think that we're, we're strong. We can do this. We can keep going and not respecting where we are sometimes. So, so I think that that's just really great advice. I love
2: how you actually just said that. I was like, I just got chills because really, I think that so often we try to push through
1: mm-hmm.
2: and our whole society is set up for just do it, just push through. We're taught as kids, you know, if we're having a problem, just try harder. And like as women were taught just, you can do it all, you know, right? right. And if you're not doing it all, you should actually kind of feel bad about it. <laughs> yeah. And I think that it's really discouraging. And then where we end up getting stuck is in the clarity, figuring out what we want for our lives. And we end up just checking boxes and going back a little bit to what we said before, like, Then we start following what other people think is the right thing for us. Then we start just like, maybe I, if I'm not feeling secure enough within myself, I'm not going to go for the radically different thing. I have a really hard time not just doing what other people keep telling me is safe. And I run into that so much because everyone has you know, their family and friends, they've been talking about this with, and those family and friends love them and they want, they want to be helpful. Like I'm certainly not suggesting that anyone's trying to hold people small. However, we almost inherently do. I sometimes even find myself, I'm a coach. I help people be expansive all the time. And yet when a friend comes to me, sometimes it's hard to click into that coaching space because I know so much about like what's gone in the past and you almost wait what has gone on in the past a little too much without giving people credit for being able to change and grow. And sure, go back to school. Like let's talk about how we can do it a little cheaper maybe, (laughs) but if you really want to become a nurse, you're not going to be able to do that without school. Or if you really want, there are a lot of things that if you really want to do it, that's okay. Like you choosing that is actually not as risky as other people might tell you. Mm-hmm.
1: So I'm realizing we didn't even ask this question at the beginning. So you published the Clarity Journal in the middle of COVID.
2: Is that accurate? I had the Clarity Journal ready to go as soon as COVID hit. I was like, this is not the right time okay. or space.
1: I thought that was so interesting because it came out earlier this year.
2: It came out earlier this year. I waited until most of the adults were vaccinated and I, but it was, it was kind of painful. You know, I had it all ready to go. And I was like, I can't really market this. This is not even the space where I am. Like I couldn't even get on this podcast. If we had been talking, you know, 19 months ago, I would have been like, I don't know the world's going crazy. Uh Right. (laughs) That's interesting. Yeah. So what brought you
1: to bring forth this book? And I know you have another book coming out next year. What, what do you want people to know? Or what, what are your top tips for them?
2: So my top tips are to get outside of your own habitual thinking ah, um, that
1: place in your head. Yeah. yeah.
2: That place in your head that you are stuck. You need to move yourself outside of that. And that looks like different things for different people. Um, yeah. Every once in a while I'll get on a podcast with someone who is a fitness nut, you know, like maybe a personal trainer or whatnot. And oftentimes they'll be like, Oh, journaling. I don't actually think I could do that. And I'm like, well, that's <laughs> the I'm journal
0: really hard because you're speaking to me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. So here's what you do if you are that person. <laughs> so if you have a hard time journaling, you know, read one of the journaling prompts and go on a run. And that way Please. you can think about it while you're running and don't put on the headphones, just actually let yourself be with yourself. And I think, cause I think that's really, where most of us have a hard time, we always have a phone in our hands, or we always could have a phone in our hands. So we don't spend the time in just the that deep thought, really experimenting and being curious about ourselves as much as we would have 40 years ago. And I think that there are just, there's so many different ways to do that. It doesn't have to be journaling. And honestly, I actually am a big believer that it has to be authentic to you. Like, It's one thing for me to tell you, hey, you should be sitting down for half an hour a day and journaling no matter how much you hate it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) However, the one thing I think that you get out of journaling, which I have ways of doing in other ways, but when you are journaling, you are committing to yourself. And so if you are not going to journal, that is totally fine. But bring out a voice recorder. And after you've done a lot of thinking about it, just record yourself kind of talking about what insights you've had. So that way you can make the commitment to hold on to it and really move forward with it and, and maybe come back to it.
0: I love that, that you, that you were speaking to me because it's definitely Amy mm-hmm. out of the two of us. She's the journaler. I say good meditator, even though. There's different ways of meditating. manifester that's Amy, and I'm the like go 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 person. So I, you know, many years ago, I did stop putting in headphones to run because I did start using it as my meditative time. But I never thought of the journal prompting to, you know, because it's interesting because there are some days that you know I try and do mantras when I run, and there's some days that you're so bogged down with life and things going on that I can't even pull out a good mantra for my run. So I go back to what Amy and I use a lot is just all as well, all as well, all as well. But this would be a great place to to know that, hey, I'm not in a great space and I don't have anything to pull from on the run. Open up the Clarity Journal, right? And find something.
2: And another thing that you could do on that run, I mean, I hate to say this because it doesn't involve buying the Clarity Journal, but here we go, (laughs) (laughs) is ask yourself, like, when you're starting that run, what am I trying to tell myself? Like, what is this experience trying to tell me? Because I feel like a lot of us really do try to push through so often that we don't stop and recognize that our feelings are really important. Uh, How often as women have we been told that our feelings aren't rational? Like our anger isn't rational or our frustration isn't rational. If little lady, if you could have just said that nicer, then I'd respond to you. Yeah. Yeah. However, because you didn't say it nice I'm going to ignore you. And I think we almost do that to ourselves. Like It's like, oh, I'm mad. I need to ignore that until I stop being mad. And it's like 98% of the time, your anger is totally rational or your frustration is totally rational. Now, what you do with that may or may not be rational. However, I think it's easier to use it productively If you actually can sit with it and be with it and recognize it's trying to tell you something, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but change doesn't
1: always have to come out of a bad place either. No, sometimes it can just be time, and you just know, and you're just moving towards something else. But something I found, and again, Cheryl knows this. I've had a lot of change occur in my life in the last year or so. It's really good stuff. Still really scary and hard.
2: Yeah, and I think that that's. To me, that's starting friction. Oftentimes when you are changing anything major in your life, like, so friction, like if you have got, you know, if you're, I always think about that physics, that physics um, experiment you do in class, like you take the brick or the block, like the wood block, and you put it on a, on another wood slab. And like, how high does it have to go to to actually be able to slide because it's friction, right? And I think that whenever we're starting something new or or whenever the universe is giving us something like that is greater and more interesting, we still, our brain still has to make all the pathways to really utilize it. We really need to actually like become more and more comfortable with it. So it becomes second nature to us. And I think that sometimes what ends up happening is people you know, do have that really next cool thing, but they have a hard time overcoming the starting friction and they take that starting friction and make it um, think that maybe that wasn't the right choice after all, like a really good example that you guys will probably totally understand is I know a lot of podcasters at this point, because I've done gone on a lot of people's podcasts and I'm always so impressed because at a certain level, you know, you started a podcast, you had to learn all of these different things about recording, about how to gain an audience, all of this stuff. Well, the average podcast has seven episodes and wow, that's because so many podcasts do a couple episodes and then never record another thing. Because of the starting friction, because it was harder than they thought.
1: You just made me feel so awesome. You are awesome. I I tell people all the time, you have no idea how much Much. stuff goes behind it that no one ever sees.
2: Right. I mean, even your beautiful backdrop, like someone had, one of you or both of you had to like arrange. (laughs) Amy. way to go, Amy. (laughs) But seriously, so many of us though, start questioning ourselves when we start something new, then it's like, oh, well, this isn't coming easy. Maybe this isn't the right thing. And I think definitely people who believe in manifesting or believe in like kind of more of the the universe is providing, well, it's like, why isn't the universe providing it super easily? Yeah, uh, you're right. uh, Well, it doesn't, Oh, i mean it's really hard for the universe to provide you a thriving million subscriber podcast without you doing the work for it or buying it i mean I guess you could if you had the money buy a podcast but like that's those really i can't think of another way to yeah to get there
0: yeah other than the hard work
2: yeah I mean and, and yeah hard sure hard work you can use the you can use positive thinking to help you get through that work and to acknowledge, oh, this doesn't feel so good right now, or this feels great right now. I'm going to go on this tangent, or I'm going to go on like off on this, go like, I'm going to do this. Like I'm going to, I'm use this social media platform, or I'm going to do, use this to gain a more audience. And as you're doing that, like if you can just recognize, hey, the uncomfortableness doesn't mean that it's it is or is not right. The uncomfortableness is just you learning something new. And that's never always, I mean, sometimes it's comfortable, and it's but it's a rarely a
1: vulnerable position to be. I mean, certainly something like this, where we're putting ourselves out there, people are listening to us, people are seeing us. We have had to get past a lot of discomfort with that vulnerability, but really anything new people are having right. to deal with that, right? Because maybe you're proficient in an old job and now I you're know. going to start something brand new.
2: Right. Well, and that really is just your mental pathways. Like there's a thing called myelination, and the pathways that you use all the time become more and more myelinated, which means that your brain can utilize those pathways more automatically and easier. And so, say you are changing jobs, say you had been, I don't know, say you'd been a teacher and you decided to go back and become a nurse. Well, you're going to have a lot of new pathways that you have to form. And you just really have to focus on that end goal of why I wanted to become a nurse or why I wanted to become a podcaster. And I think that it's really, when you can look at it that way, it also allows you to be so much more Mm self-compassionate.
0: That's really good. I think that's something that a lot of people are missing, you know, is that self-compassion through the process. Because it's not always about the end goal it's about the journey to get you there
2: right well and then they start judging themselves and then it becomes you know get then again it becomes a little more conflicted but if you can be self-compassionate then you can really just see every one of those roadblocks that you may run into as just things to overcome and Also then bringing in the self-compassion to know that you actually can, you can find the tools, you can find the resources or you can go within and find the resources within to be able to accomplish what you're setting out to accomplish.
1: Or you can get help. And that's where someone like a coach like Becca comes in because, and we'll definitely link the clarity journal on the show notes but you also do personal coaching with people because sometimes you need that objective person to help walk you
2: through the process. Right. I mean, I think a lot of times you need someone to really help you be secure that what your dreams are, are actually obtainable and doable. And sometimes you don't want to, I don't, I was about to say waste the energy, but you don't want to expend the energy To go for something, unless you really have a solid plan and really feel like it is actionable, because our brains tend to not everyone, I think type A people don't run into this as much, but I am not exactly type A. So when I want to do something new, I really do want to know that I'm not going to be wasting time, you know, that I'm not going to be expending more energy than I already have. I've got two. Kind of smallish kids. They're both in school at this point, but you know they still take up a lot of energy.
1: They (laughs) do, do. even (laughs) when they doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. (laughs) And so, like we all only
2: have a finite amount of energy, and I think that's where coaching can really come in, um, really well, is to help you avoid expending more energy to get something off the ground than needs be.
1: I love that. Here's another thing. Cheryl and I have been seeing a lot, like a phenomenon. We even had a recent podcast on it. We talked about it right before we came on with you today, because we've been hitting some roadblocks on some things. I feel like, so everyone was shut down during COVID, right? And now things are starting back up. I feel like they're starting back up with a vengeance, And everyone is so overscheduled, sometimes self-inflicted, like, you know, you want to say yes to every invitation you get because you haven't put on real clothes and makeup in so long and you (laughs) want to see friends or it's a business opportunity and you don't want to miss it because you've been been shut shut down down for a while or whatever it is, people are more frazzled than ever right now.
2: So I kind of think that we were always frazzled. Mm -hmm. And this has really helped us start to recognize that we were frazzled before and it was unsustainable. Uh And so I think I would invite anyone that's feeling like they are in that space, your body, when you are frazzled, your body is literally telling yourself it's overloaded. And so... That's real. Like you could try to push through it, but you're still actually going to be overloaded. And that leads to higher cortisol levels. That leads to like using adrenaline to get through things. And it's very depleting. And so I think that, you know, really like focusing on priorities, because I have it too. Like I think we've all hit that point of like, I want to say yes to everything. I want to get out of the house. Mm-hmm. And What what is actually going to make you happy? Because being overwhelmed is not going to make you happy. And I find that I really struggle with this with my kids as well. Because you know now they're doing a million things again. Like how do I simplify that so I'm not just the one who's constantly? I'm not a chauffeur. Like I literally do not have time to be a chauffeur for two other human beings and keep that track of my schedule and work. Mm -hmm. And and I think that our kids are also in that same space. Like I want to do everything. I want to do everything. And Mm -hmm. so I don't know what the answer is to that. I wish I knew what the answer to that was besides just listening to yourself.
0: (laughs) You know, I think you answered it better than you thought. Because what I heard you saying was we were frazzled before we got the opportunity during COVID to feel what it feels like to not be frazzled. We're now back frazzled again. We know what it feels like to not be. So listen to it and work. You know, what can you do to bring back some of the maybe peace that you had during COVID when life slowed down? I mean, that's what I heard you Mm -hmm. saying. And I think that that is kind of an answer. I mean, and, and I think finding that peace again is probably different for everybody.
2: Right. I think it really is going to depend on where you fall on the introvert extroverts <laughs> and the sensory seeking versus not sensory seeking scales.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Definitely.
2: What are some things that um, people can
1: do to nurture themselves? Um, I think the self-compassion was a great one. You know, journaling is, of course, a tool. Self-compassion is a outlook, mm-hmm. right, or a mindset what other, what other things can people do?
2: So, you know, I lately have kind of gotten really into naming the different parts of your mind. So, like, and both negative and positive. So like, yeah, sure. You have, everyone knows they have an inner critic, you know, um, but also have your own inner, like, best friend, your own inner I
0: love mom,
2: it. your own inner coach. That. And those people are different people. Your best friend treats you differently than your coach because your best friend isn't really trying to maximize, like, help you maximize. Like, it would be kind of exhausting to have a best friend that was, like, constantly about maximization. Yeah. However, your coach is about maximization. And really, like, kind of talk to, to the different parts of yourself. To like help you kind of create more of a sense of wholeness. That is so good.
0: That's, I know, I love that. I I love it. That's a good journal prompt, too. It's Mm -hmm. like, okay, what would my mom tell me? What would my best friend tell me? What would my coach tell me? You know, and that's a good way to kind of come up with maybe clarity on a decision. We may is, put
1: that out as some journal I prompts. Look it. on our blog for that, because that's <laughs> a good idea. Well, and who is your, we've talked about naming our inner saboteur, inner yeah. critic, but
0: we never named the good part. Right. We named we the, name the person the that part. was not saying the good stuff. Right. Right. <laughs> Which it's
1: important to know that about yourself, because it's important <laughs> to understand that voice that's holding you back or bringing you
2: down. But it's also good to find. Name your cheerleader. Yeah, your inner <laughs> cheerleader. <laughs> And have a whole swarm of them. Like, I think that we often name our inner critic and it's one critic. And sometimes it could actually be more than one, but, you know, we really just have this idea in our head that like, we should have almost like an angel on our shoulder, like, like the cheerleader on our shoulder. And that's not necessarily going to give you all an all encompassing support system.
0: Right. Right. There's, I I like that there's more than one or more than Mm -hmm. 2 Mm-hmm. The the angel, right? More than mm-hmm. two. <laughs> this has been great. I mean, I love all your information. I can't wait to get your clarity journal because that's definitely going to help me on my runs. It's
1: available on Amazon and we will mm-hmm. link that on the show notes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And you also do coaching. So people can find you at BeccaRibbing.com Dot com. Yep. for coaching. And you're doing that via Zoom. Yes. Yes. So I,
2: I have people all over the world actually. So I was doing wow, it, bef- awesome. it via Zoom before, I, before COVID actually happened.
0: Great. Great. So this is great. So people can reach out to you and schedule appointments and get personal
1: help with their own decisions. Get the life making. of your dreams. Find, find mm-hmm. that life that you most want to have. And mm-hmm. Becca can help you do that.
2: I want to have you guys on my website selling me. This is awesome.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, this has been great and super informative. And thank you for giving us your time today and sharing with our audience, all of your great tips. And, um, I can't wait to hear back from people. From what they've learned from this. And so, if you know of anybody that needs to hear from Becca, please share this podcast and um, leave comments if you have any questions. And hopefully, we can get back to you soon. Thank Thank you you so much,
1: Becca. Thank you.
0: Thank you for joining our conversation today. For more information or to learn more about InVibe Life, we hope you'll visit us at www.invibelife.com. You can find links and show notes for this episode on our podcast page. Please like, follow, and leave a review for our podcast. We hope that you will listen again soon.